0: Hi, I'm Mark Geary, and I'm the arbiter of all that is humorous. You're listening to You Think That's Funny, a podcast where we talk to people about what they think is funny funny. You can interpret the you think that's funny as an accusation or a question, depending on the aggressiveness of your personal nature. If you want to catch up on what we're going to be discussing in this podcast, go to youthinkthatsfunnypodcast.com to check out the links to things we may be talking about. That's your pre-work. On this week's show, we have Emily DeReezes. Emily is a producer and writer living in L.A. She is unofficially the David O. Selznick of improvised musical parody, with multiple international productions running, uh, parodying things in an amusing musical way. Hello, Emily.
1: Hi, Gary. That's the best. David O. Selznick. Yes, i'm ruthless you
0: are you got the hutch pack, <laughs> um, disclosure emily is probably one of my longest term friends in comedy she is a confidant and she is an unofficial um coach of me in my uh, illustrious comedy career so that's oh my God. emily for you can you
1: imagine if that was all true i mean that's wild
0: Truth in comedy, Emily. Truth in comedy. <laughs> you probably taught me that, right? Um so, so anything to say before we get her done. Oh, I gotta well, stop very saying that. I'm
1: excited to be on here. And um uh Marcus uh all of our unofficial uh father of comedy. So even if you had like a good dad growing up, you have to go through Mark Geary so you can still have all the issues. <sighs>
0: my my favorite description of me ever um which was by uh david angelo and he called me uh uh the alfred to chicago comedies batman Uh, i'm not sure if that (laughs) was like perfect (laughs) yeah
1: no that's good (laughs) but alfred with an edge
0: yeah I'm I'm, I'm more of the Michael Caney Alfred than the uh, the dude with the Tash. Anywho, oh man, we're eating up valuable minutes here. Let's get into, into it. it. Um, so you can actually talk about the first one. It's uh, Three's company, and I'll I'll let you set the scene.
1: Okay, I'm gonna set the scene by saying that this is one of those things that like when I was growing up, you couldn't watch a lot of Things multiple times so when you saw it once it was it was like amazing uh any anything like a book or a record you could listen to a million times i'm 1000 years old by the way so uh, you told me rerun. you were 29
0: still i think told-
1: oh 29 and a half gary please <laughs> okay and birthday coming up in a few years um, every time in the afternoons, Three's Company would come on as a rerun. So I'm not like that old that I'd watch it first run, but I'd watch reruns of it all the time. And there was a rerun of Three's Company that I loved. And every time I would cry laughing and I don't quite remember the whole setup, something wacky happened. I'm gonna say that, something wacky. And it put us in a situation where Chrissy and Jack uh, are in the kitchen and Jack has to mock Chrissy and he goes, he like goes cross side and he's like, gotta go bathroom. And uh, I don't, I don't really remember much else, but I just remember crying, laughing and just wishing I could watch it like a thousand times. And so every time I would be aware that that episode was coming on, it was like Christmas morning for me. So I, it's not, it does not hold up at all. But it's um, as a six or seven year old man, it was. It didn't get better than a cross-eyed jack tripper making fun of Chrissy Snow
0: do you still have other like I, I I'm kind of on board with this one because I have things um there's there was a famous comedian in England called Rick mail drop dead Fred is the only sort of American thing he was really known for and he I remember another comedian saying Rick could just make you laugh just with his face in like two seconds and and there's there's Rick mail expressions that I can remember the exact point in a in a tv series when he did it and you know he may have said something as well but it was like oh my god this this is a human being that understands comedy (laughs) and like knowing you and kind of how you pull up like the most obtuse weird things is like yeah i remember that as funny so like is that something that's a mark of your Con, uh, consuming of humor that you remember like those Maybe. tiny little minutiae in the middle of things
1: the, i do love minutia, and i do love just like when so like there's a scene in um there's a movie called the game and james rebhorn the great uh rest in peace character actor is in it and if you're if you just kind of look in the background at him having to dance in the background of this one scene I must have watched that a hundred times. Wow. I love the minutia of either um, watching someone make a choice like that in a scene or on stage doing stand-up, um, or just like thinking also of what must like what is that person even thinking um, right now or. Uh, one of my favorite SNL sketches of all time, where it's all about the minutiae and just also thinking of like, what the hell happened backstage that day is riding my donkey political talk show. Um, It's an old Adam McKay sketch and he made them all ride donkeys and um, talk about politics, but the Mm -hmm. donkeys aren't participating and it's chaos on stage. And you just think, oh my God, but all day, They've been dealing with donkeys backstage at (laughs) SNL, and it's just because Adam McKay (laughs) probably wanted donkeys.
0: They were live donkeys.
1: Oh my god, it's one of the best. It's um, yeah, live donkeys. It's Will Ferrell, Tim Meadows, uh, Anna Gastauer, uh, and there's somebody else in that sketch too. And there's arrows flying. There's them all trying to maintain balance on these donkeys. I think Daryl Hammond. Yeah. and uh nothing goes right <laughs> i love a setup where everything's very intentional and nothing goes right I don't know how they I sneak
0: think... that past the producers though like live don't you would think they would just go nope that is not happening
1: i think at that point adam mckay was probably like such like the hot shit machine on snl yeah. and they were probably like yeah fine I'm sure there was a lot of ask uh, for forgiveness later on that, oh. but I always watch that. It, I, it cracks me up, you know, um, but I, yeah, so I, I do. I, I like subtlety. And I also like thinking of uh, what the hell happened to get yeah. to this point.
0: Yeah. I, I, there was a, there was a chat show. England never really went in for the whole late night chat show thing. And, uh, but one time this guy, insane comedian called Roland Rivron came up with a concept where he would interview people floating in the middle of the Thames so like (laughs) but then they put like so there's him in a life jacket and the guests in a life jacket and then there's like potted plants floating in like little rubber rings and there's a floating desk and they didn't someone just said yeah screw it let's do it and the first episode they taped they got arrested by the Thames water police in the of middle of the episode, for <laughs> like just doing this insane thing, and I was like, you know, there should be stuff like that. And I always remember Roland River on again, he did this show with this other, and they did it like, um. They did it in a in a, an old school theatre, so they said, screw it, we're going to do it like a pantomime, which is a British tradition, you know, and they did a thing, <laughs> they did this joke where Roland Riveron was going to come up through the floor, you know, like you do in theatres, right, in, like, you can come up through the floor and it's the yeah. genie or whatever. So they did this, the skit was that he was going to come up through the floor and then he got stuck, so he had to sit, like, the whole show was taped with him halfway out of the floor and... <laughs> Like a wig and a dress. And, <laughs> but they clearly didn't tell the guests that he was going to be there. And Harry Dean Stanton, who's like, you know, the super cool old man of, of as an American yeah. actor and he's cool and everything, comes out and they hadn't told him that he would be... <laughs> being interviewed with a man sticking halfway out of the floor three feet in front of him. So he just walks on and looks at, at Roland Riveron sticking out of the floor. And you heard him go under his breath. What the fuck? And then he sits down and the whole time he's scowling at the host of the program, Jonathan Ross. like, Like this thing, like, I love stuff like that. Like, that's what TV should be like.
1: I mean, everybody, like... Tom Green used to get a lot of flack, but I loved that show when it came. I mean, that show when it first came out was like the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Because it was just kind of fucking with everyone. And, you know, I think that's why that part of me and probably the same with you that like kind of loves a little bit of the jokes on the audience and or jokes on you kind of thing. (laughs) I mean, it sucks when you're the guy coming out to interview someone that's half out of the floor and you don't know that's going to happen but I do I just love that yeah I don't have the balls to do it I always respect people that do have the balls to like go through it because I just start laughing but um, I yeah like you know like Jason Fever has made some used to make some wild choices back in the day and Bill O'Donnell and stuff and those people were the people I first uh really thought were awesome as live performers when um I moved to Chicago yeah so like Bill would uh totally just go on stage and have a whole talk about his daughter that died that day and (laughs) at yeah, so it, w- it was sometimes.
0: I wish I got all this on. Uh, maybe I'll try and dig some clips out of old Lodgy stuff.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and... I always. Uh, I, 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 we haven't got time to go into the, some of that stuff, but we will do a follow up episode or something. Okay, okay. okay. We'll do it. Because okay. we're going to get on to your next one because it's a, it's a subject I'm really excited to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Prank calls. Oh
1: all give me, day give me, every day give
0: me your prank call background here because you mentioned some specifics in the email.
1: well initially like everybody i was fully indoctrinated into the prank call uh, prank call uh fan club with the jerky boys a thousand years ago oh
0: yeah oh my god but, so good which, uh,
1: like i feel like we all memorized every call and like yeah. that, that just became part of our vernacular but uh all day is Howard Stern, the best in the business for prank calls, he, his uh, Richard and Sal who have written for the Howard Stern Show forever. Um, they, I listened to Stern, I've listened um, since like the 90s. Um, so, <laughs> and uh, the show has evolved and evolved with them and so have the prank calls and you think like you can't, um, there's what else can you do Hmm. And every single time they play, they they probably um, do about a call, a show that pre-recorded that they've done. And every time it's just, you can't believe what they were able to pull off.
0: To to me, like I call it my dirty little comedy secret because everyone knows I'm a snob about comedy, but prank calls, man, they're the only time I have tears in my eyes laughing. (laughs) I mean, did you do prank calls when you were a kid?
1: Yes. I used to collect, um, I used to sit and collect 800 numbers. I had a little notebook and I would sit and watch TV and just write down all (laughs) the 800 numbers that I had. Um, and then I wasn't allowed to use the phone when my parents weren't home. Um, so, uh, when my parents left, I would get on the phone uh, and I'd call all these 800 numbers and I would like just try different things. Like I'd call one, uh, like I remember time life books, I would call and I, I kept asking, well, why can't I get these for records? Why can't these come in records? And they're like, well, we don't make records anymore. And they could tell they were talking to a kid. But um, <laughs> I there was no, <laughs> I just thought, I remember having the idea of like, why, I'm going to call these people and ask for something I know they can't provide, but yeah. I'm going to, try to keep them on the phone as long as I can so I'm gonna just keep saying my mom's on her way in the room and this is what she wants and I didn't even know it, I thought it was like entertaining but I didn't think it was hilarious until like um much later on I think it was kind of demented at first or something we-
0: was well, a kid i, I think like it, it, you're not really funny if you didn't do prank calls as a kid to be honest like um yeah like we did we found a friend of mine had a record player and we found that <laughs> this is okay this is obscure so when benny hill was on if he picked if benny picked the phone up you heard a voice on the other end of the line going blah, 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 and it was like this babbling noise uh-huh. like and it sounded like someone talking really fast we found that if we played this record, this kid's record he had at 45 instead of 33, it was the exact <laughs> Benny Hill num. So we had to drag the record player into the kitchen where the phone was, set the record player up, and we would call random numbers and play the Benny Hill like down the. <laughs> and then slam the phone down and and run out laughing obviously but then uh, one day of course inevitably his mom came back from shopping early and she's just looking okay why is the record player dragged out of the living room and sat next to the phone
1: why did why did you guys all pee yourself uh, oh yeah
0: from yeah <laughs> oh man I love I love prank calls so much. I there. mean so...
1: also like just the adrenaline hit from doing yeah, them is like sky jumping or something. It's true
0: to me, it's true improv. Like it is true improv to do yeah. a good prank call.
1: And right? if you're doing something like what you did, um where you have to have like audio drops, yeah. it's like very mentally like yeah. Um, like you have to, your reflexes have to be really spot yeah. on. Like it, yeah. everything has to happen live.
0: Did you used to? I'm sure you thought the Ebound boards were great when they came oh, out. The yeah, the, the yeah. Die Hard one world. and the the Goodfellas one and
1: oh my God, the Schwarzenegger calls. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> I like to talk to you about some insurance. Yeah.
0: Let me speak You're to your messed. mother. The best. Oh boy. All right. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't want to keep. I-, I sent you links. I'll post them on the website. Um, there was a guy um, out of. Uh, Ohio, somewhere, Kathy. He set up these called called Kathy McGinty, and he was basically trolling for. <laughs> this sounds bad. He trolled trolling for sex predators with with line. But then he had a, a girlfriend of his record all these like lines, and he would hit the key. You know, it, it was a standard sort of message board type. Uh, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. But, but
1: but I'm saying like I, yeah. I I have so much respect for that. Yeah, cuz yeah. To put those mess to put those boards together. And to hit the drops right, and to know to anticipate what they could say and have an answer for it on that board.
0: Yeah, that's like
1: it's professional.
0: Yeah, it's true. And and people look down on it, which is you know, I call it my dirty secret because everyone's like prank calls. What are you, twelve years old? I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) like they'll never not be funny. (laughs) Well, emotionally, (laughs) yes. Um, Yeah. Twelve years old still. Oh, dear. But maybe we'll come back to it. I got to I got to keep us on track here, though. So, um, so this one is um, li- I'll describe it. So you say listening to someone slipping and trying to not fall in the shower. So this let's make it broader than that. There's a whole sort of Schadenfreude human folly thing going on that virtually every guest brings up. Um. So okay. so tell me about what's going on in your what do you find that you can laugh at where you know like this is you know I shouldn't be
1: I (laughs) I think the moment that it becomes funny to me is the second that someone thinks that they have gained composure and they they haven't it's going to be worse than they ever thought it was yeah um so like that's why for example, slipping in the shower, you hear it in real time. You don't even have to see it. You hear this, you hear it begin and you hear like some friction happening, but then in the end, physics just wins. And it's like slip bangs, things are falling. (laughs) And it was supposed to be like a really nice time for them, like a nice hot shower. That's like, probably they're gonna have bruises and yeah. <laughs> and something's chipped and something probably broke it's just a, it's just awesome it's <laughs> the best thing to hear if you especially <laughs> like if it's one of those like uh kind of you know like any like a not a tile shower when it's like one of those that has a little hollow to it and, yeah, and yeah really echoes polyurethane oh, yeah
0: yeah i once bought that i uh one apartment i rented i had one of those you know like the shower curtain where the bath is like an old iron thing (laughs) and it sits in the middle of the room and it has a big and it has a big ring around the top of it yeah kind of like old school i once bought a costume
1: yeah everybody used to wear yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. the uh from uh, karate kid yes Karate Kid Halloween costume. That everyone knows what you mean when you say it's the Karate, <laughs> yeah.
1: karate um, Kid Halloween costume. I Skeletons? Bought... No, shower.
0: <laughs> I I once bought one of them down on myself, slipping in the shower like the whole GD thing. Um, the <laughs> I mean, that's just it. Hearing
1: that curtain rod crack and everything. Oh my god! I I would have paid to hear that. <laughs>
0: you wouldn't have paid to hear what what was said afterwards. Um, <laughs> But it was... Yeah. So, I mean, what about other stuff? Like, for me, because I used to race motorcycles, um, there's a weird thing where, like, um, the people that find really painful-looking motorcycle crashes the funniest are motorcycle racers. Like... You know, I've literally known people who died racing motorcycles, but if I open my inbox, I'm bound to have it. like check this one out. And there's a guy just getting nailed through the fence. And 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 so is there any other thing or like that you would say as a as a human folly sticks out for you? Is like no, I laugh at that because I know what's involved.
1: I well, I um Things like that I have a hard time like hard, even ball punching. I don't have balls. But somehow I feel it and I have I'm like aha oh. like I feel it, like it makes me uncomfortable in terms of a of a, a tension or anxiety. Yeah. But I do love watching a kid a small toddler fall flat on their face or fall back hard or <laughs> Um, just can't get uh can't get it together, but knowing they're gonna recover, <laughs> I know <that laughs> i saying it. Just um, basically like small children trying to figure out like balance, uh, yeah. and then like you know totally falling. But I, I have a hard time with adult injuries, and yeah. I know that as a genre that like. America's Funniest Home Videos has uh, really told me I should love, but I get a little, I I will say America's Funniest Home Videos, I think I know that they all live, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. But like anything else, I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Like that's how yeah. I can't, I can't like even movies that like that are injury prone. I have a hard time watching. That's huh. another thing. I fucking love America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> Well, talking all of the you, things they say not to watch i'll watch <laughs> talking Tom of your it talking
0: 20. of your hatred of the young let's go to your the last um piece yeah. which is um giving toddlers seltzer water instead of real water like what that's a bit too specific do you have one particular child that you you like to do this with or
1: well i was a nanny uh okay. A long time ago and actually I think I was babysitting and um I had seltzer and the this was like a eight month old and he took it thinking it was my water and I cried laughing because it was like he, nothing this kid had ever even I mean he had no idea what was hitting him and he was like just but he couldn't uh orate it either so it was all over like his expressions do it i encourage everyone to give a (laughs) seven-month-old seltzer they're not gonna die and it's like the best uh visual you'll ever get i mean you'll just i don't have children i just want to put that out there so don't worry um uh (laughs) but i've done it um to like my niece and nephew uh I may have done it to your children at some point in the world, listener. Um, it's my favorite pastime with young babies. <laughs> you've
0: seen, you've probably seen the, uh, you've seen that um, YouTube clip of the kid eating the cocoa powder, right?
1: Oh, God, yeah. And yes.
0: the little puffs of like brown smoke coming out like yes. an extinguished dragon. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that link on. I, I feel like um, the world is now opened up to not just parents enjoying their children. <laughs> doing yeah, doing wacko I, things
1: I think kid I mean when I say I like America's Funniest Home Videos what I like are the kid videos like the little kid videos like yeah. when I mean they really do say the darndest things Gary <laughs> but that is also like I I love that I like kids are so funny to me
0: okay especially
1: That's... when they swear but I mean everybody likes that
0: so that's why you and I still like <laughs> prank phone calls and weird minutiae. We are <laughs> right. we are e- eternally arrested in our <laughs> development. All right then. Exactly. So let's let's do this then. Um we've talked about what you find funny. So let's talk about why how do you bring that to the game as it were? You're uh, you're you're quite frankly the powerhouse in improvised musical parody um in America at this time. International. Oh, right. How do right. you bring that to your game? How do you the things you like, how do they manifest?
1: Well, I think uh, there's two, so there's the improvised musical stuff, and then there's the scripted stuff, the scripted musical stuff, and the scripted musical stuff is, you know, parody, so it's um, parody of, you know, the Game of Thrones or Fifty Shades of Grey, so um, these are things that uh you kind of have to pick up on the minutia because they have a huge fan base so everybody has also picked up on the minutiae of something and the right. second that you call it out on stage it i mean it's funny because we've all seen the like the little subtle uh details that's what everybody wants to see because they've seen it too and that's i mean that's all that's meme culture that's what everybody's everybody has seen it and they think no they they notice the detail and they want to know that you saw that detail too and so i think especially in the scripted stuff it's really um helpful to have an eye for the subtlety because uh it just makes uh it ring more true to the audience that you're Mm. calling out the subtlety and in the improvised musical stuff um i'm not an improviser but i do uh think for um Baby Wants Candy and other uh, improvised musicals. Uh, Like we'd also do a show called Shamilton, which is an improvised uh, version of Hamilton, where it could be any celebrity or person of history and they improvise a musical about them. Mm. And again, it's like, um, I think casting wise, we always go with people that um, they, they just have to be quick with nuance and picking up on, uh, details, because the audience is always picking up on it. And whether they know that that's what's funny or not, um, they they love little bits being done on the side, or they love the just, I don't know, there's, I think everybody does. I think everybody mm-hmm. likes minutiae and, and, and nuance. They just might not know it. I mean, everybody likes a kick to the balls, too. There's nothing... <laughs> quiet about that but um you know somebody's just doing a little i mean the devil's in the details that's why we say that i guess
0: oh okay i I thought it was going that way wow (laughs) check out miss fancy trousers with her nuances (laughs) Um, Well, let's let, uh, so, um, offline, you can again go to you think that's funny podcast.com for the links. Uh, I, I, I feel like it was like ducks in a barrel trying to give you stuff that I thought Emily Durezas would like. Um, so I'd sent you a link. Um, let's, let's bring up the elephant in the room, the Bruce in the, the Bruce in the building, as it were. Um, you are of course, Will Bruce Hornsby. Yes. And his range and his impressive range. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I wish someone never did that joke where it was like Bruce Hornsby in the range and there was like an oven on stage with him. But anyway, I, I digress <laughs> on that. Um, so Bruce Springsteen, Loose Windscreen. Um, huh? I sent you a couple of links. One of my favorite yes. sketches ever is Fry and Laurie. Um, do, and he's doing the America, the America. song where he th- just keeps singing America over and over. <laughs> uh, I bet, has, has that ever been presented to you before?
1: I have seen it. I think you sent it to me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I
0: said that's how I introduced myself. Now I just carry it on my phone and go, Do you like this sketch? Good, we can get on.
1: But the thing is, like that, that when I watched it, like when you sent it again, I watched it. I was like, This is basically a MAGA song. Like that, I could see (laughs) some MAGA person releasing that (laughs) as a song.
0: Um oh see, so and then uh, there was one I I was doing a Bruce search and I'd never seen the Ben Stiller stuff. I mean oh, it, yeah. it, in Bruce dom is that fondly looked upon or are people mad about it? Cuz I once no, I, I once remember posting a Bruce con- comment on your Facebook wall and a very irate middle-aged lady <laughs> told me what she thought about my <laughs> Bruce Springsteen joke.
1: <laughs> well, I think um when ben stiller does it it's fun and then everything else people get really offended by yeah but i don't know i forget what you said uh but i'm sure i'm sure it was a subtle dig which no one has time for in the springsteen community (laughs) oh
0: boy I think it was something, um, his motorcycle had broken down and he didn't know how to get it going again. And I made some comment about it. And this lady was not happy about my comment <laughs> about <laughs> Bruce's motorcycle acumen.
1: Well, I mean, look, I, maybe you could make the comment now because he's been taking down a pick or two. But I, I forget. I Look, it, I, I was more offended by the Jeep commercial than I was the DWI. And I forgive him of all sins because I've been an idiot in front of him as an audience member (laughs) many times. We all have. And he looks the other way and I'll look the other way.
0: Okay. That's that's that give and take of a relationship, right?
1: Yeah. That's how we make this work. That's how Bruce and I make this work.
0: All right, well, let's end on a negative. I always like to end things on a negative. Um, I like to start
1: on a negative too, which I love.
0: (laughs) Um, What is the thing, the one thing that everyone else finds hilarious? Well, not everyone, that would be impossible, but a vast majority find hilarious, and you're just scratching your head going, what?
1: Well, this is kind of a very current thing that um, drives me insane is that everybody uses the same setup um, for their posts online to be funny. And it's like, they'll be like current situation or I did a thing and it's all the same. Everybody's using, there's like eight phrases like that that everyone uses to set up their funny I was
0: today years old. Oh.
1: Yeah, and I and it gets a lot of laughs, a lot of LOLs, and I I immediately hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even read after that. I'm like, what? What are you use your own words? What is happening?
0: So social media hackery. You have no time for it.
1: I don't have time, Gary. <laughs>
0: Well, talking of not having time, we're about at the end of our time, as they say in TV. And um, I wanted to talk before we leave. So you have a pod. Basically, anyone who does a podcast is just sort of daisy chaining around <laughs> to all the other podcasts. Yeah. So I didn't know about this one. Tell us about your <laughs> podcast before we wrap well, up. Well, it's a
1: it's a recorded occasionally. Um, that's our <laughs> genre um but we are a uh it's myself jessica joy mary soan um all three originally uh chicago residents mm-hmm. now uh have moved out here but we all uh, three of us love the bravo housewives and bravo kingdom and so we have the real housewives kiki show and we just kind of uh do a breakdown of recent episodes and an analysis of the housewives um hmm. and uh it's like my secret guilty pleasure i just love real housewives man you, you're, um,
0: a, you're 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 a, a trove of secret guilty pleasures and oh, a...
1: girl don't get me started <laughs> what? i love my housewives i love my, Springsteen. What I love my howard Stern.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why is it a what's a kiki show because like i when i hear kiki i think kiki d the singer well, from the 70s
1: <laughs> well you clearly don't watch real housewives of atlanta because no. phaedra parks always says let's have a kiki well she used to she's not on the show now but you know her and portia freaking frack um and Nene leaks they would have like a kiki which was just like a hang and talk
0: Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) That one confused me. I was like, it it sounded like some sort of Hawaiian thing. Like, okay. Um, No. Okay.
1: The Real Housewives Kiki (laughs) show. Just kind of a kiki, a fellowship, a Um, gathering.
0: So people can find that presumably on the eponymous iTunes and stuff published. Yeah. Published once every six weeks and then three weeks and then two weeks and then eight weeks.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, whatever, like, what we ask our listeners to listen, really enjoy it. And then when they review it, to um, tell us how pissed they are that we never do it. That's kind of what happens. But that's also flattering, because it's like, uh, Oh, my God, they want us to do this again. And then Hmm. they're like, maybe we'll do one again. And then we do eight weeks later.
0: It's the affirmation that you're really after, uh, isn't it? Not the art. All
1: the time. All the time. All the time. All right. Was good, Gary? Was this good? Was this good? Yes.
0: This was this was the best <laughs> one, Emily. This was the oh best one we've done. Oh, thank you. All thank right. You. So, uh, Emily DeReeza's.
1: Thanks for having me. It was
0: awesome. Thanks for being had. Uh, This is You Think That's Funny Podcast. Again, you can go to youthinkthat'sfunnypodcast.com to uh, check out what the hell we was talking about um, today. And this is our outro. Cue the jangly music. Ding, ding, ding. Bye.